This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Once again, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time for the Mocha 2.0 Duo SP3 Sat E back to talk about some NXT 2.0. Sat, how you doing today? You know what? I, this is the most tiredest I've I've been since having a baby. I, I legit am knackered. On my way to work, I tried not to fall asleep on the train. I've drank. Two coffees, technically four, because it's espresso with a mochaccino and espresso with a mochaccino. So it's four. But still then, I'm still a bit, yeah. But besides that, it's NXT Mocha 2.0. We talk about mocha. I had a mochaccino. Get it? It goes with what we're doing here. So what's causing all this SP? What's good? Synergy. They got that synergy up in here, up in this three-piece with a biscuit. And yes, we're going to talk about some NXT. Uh, Me, myself, I've been doing some writing today so i've been working i just don't have to travel to work like this like this sir right here i i used to fall asleep all the time on the train though in new york and that's why that's probably more dangerous but that's what i was thinking L- this guy's acting new york is like london even london i don't trust it too much you got a lot of homeless beggars on the train do you have yeah. that kind of stuff in new york as well oh, <laughs> we created homeless beggars on the train that live on the train and you know have like their jackets as like blankets and stuff like we yeah we we was about this life before y'all even had trains brother we hate we had trains during the steaming days right we had steam trains brother you guys had steam trains we had extra help from certain people need reparations Man, you you guys don't know about trains. We about this train life. New York City subways is the upper echelon, man. People create movies, TV shows just off of traveling on New York City subways. Like I, I took one of y'all trains. Y'all trains are nice. 
Your trains are nice in comparison really? to ours. Yes. I'll yes. take it. I'll take it. Anything that dunks in America, <laughs> I'll take it. I used to Don't love worry. America. Don't worry, me and love. me and Denise did that a lot on uh the Friday, the Friday podcast talking about New York living. And uh she says that we have horrible hospitality. I mean, y'all, y'all like being in London to meet up with you and Alex McCarthy, like y'all, y'all London streets are like Times Square. And it's a oh, Times Square is a very particular place where a lot of people are going back and forth, a lot of tourists. But y'all, y'all in London, that was a little crazy for me. I was like, damn, I, I stay away from Times Square usually. But you know where it is. You've uh, you've been living in the UK for a little bit. Just just announce it, SP. Announce it. You're moving to the UK. You'll be speaking no. a push British accent and you'll be doing a Queensbury rules match in a few months. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be D'Lo Brown. I'm not going to be introducing myself from uh, from different parts of England. Come on, uh, Sydney. No, Come no. on, Sydney. I, I'm totally good. I, I had Chrissy Love on Trio. He basically say that to me, like try to kick me out of America and say that I'm I'm from the UK now. But You're no, safer. I am coming. Yeah, man, I'm safer. Trust me. I am safer. I under I understand that and believe that. But we are not safe when we're talking about NXT 2.0. A big return, though, on the show. And was it the right move? Was it the wrong move? No accent, new look. Let's talk about Apollo Crews on NXT 2.0. Apollo! Last few weeks has been a dark time because Joe Gacy has been dominating our screen. But the only positive I'll give you is that SP3 has found a new lease of life by doing the promos. My facial expression has gotten a little bit older because he's been making me sick with the promos. But now we're back again. Only one promo for Joe Gacy. And then we've got a breakout tournament winner. And hello, guys. Yes. Let's do it. What's causing all this? I'm tired. Trust me, I am. I'm tired. What's causing all of this is that we had a return last night on NXT 2.0. They they do a good job of bringing these main roster talents as of late to NXT and really uh, bringing them back in a major way, in a major position. And they did just that last night on NXT 2.0 as Braun Breaker he kicked off the second half of the show he came out to talk about his big win against Joe Gacy at NXT 2.0 in your house before we get into that sat any quick uh review or analysis from NXT 2.0 in your house from this past Saturday oh in your ace as a uh, Brahat would say uh you know what yeah I'm gonna confess something to you guys you guys are gonna hate on me I haven't finished In Your House. I'm going to be honest. I haven't. I could have winged it. I could have told you, oh, it's a great show. I saw that. Uh, you could have just it. said the stuff you liked from the sh- from what you've seen of the show. Fine. Uh, Toxic Attraction retained the title. Right, cool. I like the entrance from Caden and Quintana. Like, that's that's a decent entrance. It looks like a party. Uh, we've got a new uh, North American champion. Yay. 
Carmelo Hayes is back where he belongs. The A champion, Legado del Fantasmo, incredible in the ring. Uh, I was right. It's stacks I like. It's two dimes I don't like. <laughs> stacks I like. It's two dimes. Two dimes, lacking charisma, still green in the ring. Stacks was good in the ring. Stacks is my guy. I like stacks. That's the reason why when the show started, it was stacks talking and two, and two dimes just patted. <laughs> Santos on the shoulder. You can tell they don't have faith in him. Michael Hickenbottom, what could he hear? He knows. He's like, this kid is weak. Replace him, his weak source. And Giovanni Vinci is coming next week, sir. Yeah, so in your house is great, man. As you say, I go around the houses. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, I told I asked about in your house, and you start talking about stuff on the show. But in anyway, that's, that's that's sad for you. Um, yes, in your house, I uh, was the big win for Braun Breaker over Joe Gacy. So he says NXT is special and says that everyone wants an opportunity at his championship, the NXT championship. And then he calls out anyone to step up to the challenge, and out comes none other than former Intercontinental and United States champion, Apollo Crews. He got a huge pop and even a welcome back chant from the CWC crowd. And Crews, with no, no Nigerian accent, I was very pleased to hear it. I was, I was listening for it. I was like, he's got the music, but please don't do that awful Nigerian accent. Like he's an extra in Coming to America Part 2. Uh, but he says uh, this is the type of energy that he has missed. The crowd chanting for him, saying, welcome back. Uh, Apollo says he wasn't here on Saturday, but he's here at, for as long as he wants to be. So this is not a visit. This is not, you know, Dolph Ziggler making a visit or Natalia making a visit. This sound, he even had the nameplate of NXT 2.0. He did not have a raw nameplate being a former raw superstar and the fans start chanting we miss you crew says that a Braun breaker is one of the best athletes in all of wwe and he says that he's right and loves this place as well crew says that when he left this place he left too soon without accomplishing some things we and know why and Apollo <laughs> says to, to Braun, sooner rather than later, they will be making some history together. Until that day, see you later, champ. And they shake hands. And uh, this was a good segment that really set up, uh, set the stage for Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews at an upcoming special, whether it's a special episode or whether it's the big event that they might have in, you know, the UK for Wales or during SummerSlam weekend. Whenever it is, Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker, they got off to a good start for what will be a major NXT championship matchup and Bravo by WWE because I Apollo Crews was one guy that I said got called up way too soon. He was literally just getting the ball rolling on his run in NXT when he got called up to the main roster in 2016, a part of the the first WWE draft that they had in in almost a decade. He got called up way too soon. I think like just before he got called up, he just got an opportunity at the NXT Championship against Finn Balor. He he didn't win any championships in NXT there's a lot that he can do on NXT 2.0 and you have someone that has experience on the main roster now there to work with a whole bunch of guys but what did you just think about this first segment here with Apollo Crews because this wasn't the last that we saw of the former Intercontinental Champion on this night but what did you think about his interaction with Braun Breaker here Sat? Just the interaction with Braun Breaker Sat. <laughs> 
you know what? Yeah, uh, it warmed my heart uh, to see him get a reaction. He deserved it. Um, he's done interviews before where he's acknowledged that he got brought up too soon. <laughs> that is stuff he wanted to do in NXT, but because of how long it's been, because you have to remember, this is not 2018 that he's gone back to NXT. It's 2021. So obviously, um, he had a great run on SmackDown. Roy got lost in the shuffle. I was happy to see the reaction he got. I was, he seemed re-energized. They all, he's always been criticized for not being a great promo guy, but he was he's very passionate. He's very articulate when he talks. That's why I, I always feel like we get gaslighted. We say, oh, he, he, he can't cut a promo. He can talk well. It's just like he needs something. He needs a reason to talk well. I feel like he did well in his feud with MVP for the United States title. That's when I saw a lot of fire in him. But I, I like the interaction. But it also goes to show you the world title scene or heavyweight title scene in NXT, there is a lack of depth. It is ridiculous. It's kind of like, if you went to me, who do you think is in the main event? Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker, and Braun Breaker. But if you ask me North American title scene, I can name you a bunch of people. It seems that the world title is the least interesting title of all the titles. I would even put the tag titles, which is, a, is like a slap in the face maybe. The women's tag titles is more exciting right now because they're actually more challengers for that title, then the world title. They had to bring in Apollo Crews. He got great reaction, which I'm happy about. But the CWC would even cheer for James Ellsworth if he came down to NXT. No offense. No offense. But I was happy that my guy got a great reaction. So to answer your question, I look forward to the match. I actually kind of want Apollo to win the title because it, it, it reinvigorated it. Because no offense to Bron Breaker, but the feud with Joe Gacy, it kind of felt like um, with uh, Corbin. It, it went on for too long. It kind of sapped his momentum. So, yeah. To answer your question, yeah, Apollo Creed, yes, great. <laughs> we are all thumbs up on Apollo Crews in NXT, but this wasn't the final time we would see him on this night before we get to the main event where he reappeared. We got to talk about the setup for the main event that kicked off the show. Uh, we had the ring announcer, Alicia Taylor, introduce the new NXT North American champion, Carmelo Hayes, with Trick Williams, and their fits with the Letterman jackets, the jeans, and the Jays were exceptional. I just had to, I just, just to give you a fashion, a fashion, uh, a fashion assessment. That was great. Uh, Trick says everything is right with the world and mentions the Golden State Warriors are about to beat the Boston Celtics in the NBA finals, which I was like, how did you forget that Mello just last week came out with a Jason Tatum Boston Celtics shirt? But he even brought it up, he even brought it up. That's funny because yeah, man, he was like, he's busted. <laughs> He was like, he had to bring that up. Uh, Mello gives Grimes credit for giving him a hell of a match and one of his toughest challenges at In Your House. But the goal was to get him back to the North American Championship. And now he is the goal. Uh, Mello says that he doesn't chase dreams. Dreams chase Mello. And Hayes says that the people wish they were Mello and could never be him. This brings out Solo Sokoa, who comes out and congratulates Hayes. But he says, no one wants to hear that. Solo says everyone knows he's got next, but Trick Williams brings up a good point. He says that the agreement about Solo getting next was with the former champion, Cameron Grimes, not Mello. Sokoa says he has Mello's number after that victory where he beat him in the tag team matchup and everyone knows it. This brings out Grayson Waller. And I thought I, I thought they had moved away from Grayson Waller interacting with like the North American title scene or like the main eventers of the show, but they brought him back in and I was happy to see that. Uh, Waller says Solo isn't famous enough to have Mello's number. And even if he did, Hayes is sending him to voicemail. Great line. 
great line. That was that I had to give I had to give Grayson Waller, uh, Australian Jeff Jarrett credit. Hey, ooze. Hey, ooze. <laughs> no, ooze. Hey, ooze. Hey, ooze. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't care who his family is, and the people with their ones in the air represent how many friends he has. He's like, he's solo for a reason. As Sokola uh, tells Grayson to shut the hell up and fights off all three men on his own, but he is eventually overwhelmed by the numbers. And Waller gives uh, Solo a DDT, and then the officials come out to break everything up. Backstage, Solo Sokola is recovering from the beatdown later on in the night, and he challenges Cameron uh, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller to a tag team main event tonight. But he says that he's not going to call on anyone. And he's not going to ask anyone for help. So even if it's him on his own, he so be it. He will leave them biscuits laying like they left him. But we fast forward to the main event of the evening. Grayson Waller and, and Carmelo Hayes come out with Trick Williams. And Solo Sokoa makes his entrance. But he says that as much as he wants to whip their apples, he has found someone who wants to do it as well. And it's none other than Apollo Crews. So we got our tag team main event. It's Cameron. It's us. Oh, excuse me. I keep saying Cameron Grimes. See, I, I miss him as North American champion. It was too soon. Carmelo Hayes. You're lying. You don't miss him as you, as NA champion. Him just, uh, you know, we'll get to it. Sorry. I'm, I'm about to cut your flow. So continue. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Like Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller with Trick Williams versus Solo Sokoa and Apollo Crews. This was a very good tag team match. And I, I think that Tempest said it best on the review over on the news show. When you start and finish a show with the North American title scene, it, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a good episode of NXT. The North American title scene has legitimately become title. the A championship is, and the best lane. part of the show. Yes. Apollo Crews, he shows off his strength early on uh, with a 30-second vertical suplex on Waller. Uh, Carmelo comes in and he hits a slick Escalera on, on Crews to give the heels the advantage. Uh, Solo comes in. He hits a, a big hip attack in the corner, but then they isolate Solo until he makes the hot tag to Apollo Crews. He comes in, he has three rolling German suplexes on Waller, hits one big overhead one on Hayes. Apollo follows up with a beautiful standing moonsault on Grayson for a near fall that Hayes breaks up. Solo goes at it with Carmelo Hayes, who's been trying to avoid Solo Sokoa pretty much this entire matchup. I like how they progress that little feud going on throughout this tag team match. Eventually, Solo clotheslines Melo over the top rope, while Waller goes for his rolling stunner from outside of the ring inside the ring but Cruz reverses it and catches him in the chariot which is which should now just be called a sit out power bomb since he's not doing the Nigerian prince gimmick anymore but he hits the chariot for the win i thought that this was an awesome tag team main event with Cruz looking better than he has in well over a year because i did like the beginning stages of his feud with Big E. That was yeah. that showed that he could, you know, pull off a character, the whole heel turn. It worked. They just totally put it on the back burner and he fell by the wayside and got lost in the shuffle. But this showed that he had a lot of energy. He was very happy to be a babyface once again. And it just felt like a breath of fresh air to have Apollo Crews on this show. It was like, yeah, it was just the injection that NXT needed coming out of in your house. Love the main event, love Apollo Crews reintroduction. And I love the what's going on in the feud between Solo Sokoa and 
Carmelo Hayes. This is an A plus between the solo and Braun Breaker introduction, as well as this main event. But what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a great match. It, it was designed to reintroduce um, Apollo Cruz into the into the into the roster, basically, just get him acclimated. You know, get him familiar, if you will. Uh, in that match, you're reminded of why. Um, Apollo Crews has always been seen as someone with so much potential, but they haven't hit it in terms of what they can really do with him. Part of the reason why he got uprooted to the main roster in 2016 is because Vince saw his body. The guy can perform in the ring, but he goes, oh, look at his body, looks great. Bring him up. But they brought him up without nothing because it's quite awkward because Apollo Crews, when he first started off, he was just a guy that does moves without any character. Then he had a Nigerian Prince character. At least it gave him something. But they made it to one-dimensional. They could have expanded it because Nigerian people do have money. It could have been a wealthy Nigerian. That's how he came across. Nigerian Prince, Nigerian money, wealthy. They could have done a lot with it, but it, it, they dropped the ball when he went to Raw. Then the 24-7 title scene, it seemed like, you know, a graveyard shift for, for the character. But it's good for him to go out to NXT because it's kind of like Finn Balor. Finn Balor was on the main roster. He ran out of steam. He went back to NXT and then he got a new fresh coat of paint and then he went back to the main roster and they messed that up. They might do that with Apollo Crews, unfortunately. Who knows? Uh, but for the time being, I'm going to enjoy what he does on NXT and hopefully he puts some bang of, of matches allow more time to to shine on the microphone get more comfortable you know on the microphone and hopefully this becomes the best run of his career since he's been here and also I want to see Idris and Nofi and Mal Malik Blade be with, with, with Apollo I'd like them to be a, a group I, I see that that would be a great trio even though apparently Aziz is also going to NXT they may pretend he's Daba Kato again <laughs> yeah they may they may change his name back yeah PW Insider reported that Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz are going to be on NXT full-time moving forward so man I, I just looked it up do you know how long Apollo Crews was on NXT the first time that he was on the brand I was about to mention I was about to the Steve Austin ECW reference I don't know four months no, no, no. It, it wasn't that that, that soon. Um, but he was signed with WWE in October of 2014. He didn't debut on NXT until the May 6th episode of NXT of 2015. And then he got called up to the main roster in April of 2016. So less than a year. 11 months, pretty much, he was on NXT television. And, like, I remember when he got his shot at Finn Balor for the NXT championship during his first run, they had just started properly telling the story of his character and how he was brought up and, you know, you know, growing up and coming over to the United States, the U-Ha Nation, why he came up with that name on the independent scene. And then he just got called up and they literally did nothing. They did nothing to follow that up or did nothing to do those vignettes again for the main roster audience that were just getting introduced to him. And he didn't yeah. even get called up during the whole draft where it seemed like a lot of the people that got called up in that draft in July of 2016, they actually had a purpose and they actually had something to go with for them. You know, I think about Carmelo, Carmela um, getting called up and then getting into a feud with Nikki Bella or Alexa mm. Bliss getting called up and getting the opportunity to feud with Becky Lynch over the SmackDown Women's Championship. Enzo and Kaz got called up around the same time as Apollo Crews, but even they had something to do after the draft. But Apollo Crews, 
man, they just never knew what they had with him in NXT during the first run in, in when he originally got called up to the main roster. And like you said, there's been other times during his run on the main roster where he's kind of been able to highlight himself. Like you said, in the early part of the pandemic, his stuff with MVP and Bobby Lashley over the United States Championship showed that he can deliver in the ring and showed that he could be a very effective babyface. His heel turn on Big E was very good. Like, I don't understand why they ruined that whole thing by making it so much about the whole Nigerian Prince character. And it kind of just took away from what was the real purpose of this feud. It was to give Big E a substantial feud over the Intercontinental Championship and to revitalize Apollo Crews in a heel role. And they just got lost in the sauce with coming to America 2.0 on on the main roster. But yeah, I, I think that this is a good move for him. It's the right move for him at the right time because, you know, we heard the news today that uh, WWE releases are probably coming soon. And a lot of people were probably were scared if you're an Apollo Crews fan that he was going to be one of the names being called. But I think the move over to NXT 2.0 is going to help him. And he has a purpose now on this brand. Oh no, sorry, this is WWE. He could be gone next week and then we have to also pretend true. it never happened. <laughs> it's happened. I feel like that WWE finds new ways to surprise us. You know, no, they'll never do that. He just got there. He got a victory. He might even be number one contender. Be like, nope, gone. I mean, the biggest example being, uh, uh, was it Malachi Black now? You know, like Alistair Black. He just debuted. Nope, 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 nope. So just remember, this is WWE. No one's safe. Even Aziz is not safe, even though Aziz should have been on NXT a long time ago. He's one of those guys yeah. that Triple H weirdly did this thing where, like, we're not developmental. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Go to Evolve. Go to Evolve. So there's so many wrestlers. Ooh, <laughs> my ball fell down. <laughs> He's excited about Apollo Crews, y'all. <laughs> yes. Listen, you had the finest. Whoever that finest guy was, you had the finest. <laughs> You're like, don't look at that guy. Don't look at him. Coda Reeves. Coda Reeves. I'm about to Coda Reeves. Deep cut for those who forgot about Coda Reeves. The Rock from Earth 3.5 or the Multiverse Rock. He got like, don't look at him. Go to your phone. Don't look at him. The Rock never became The Rock and he was still rocking by Via. That's Coda Reeves. No, that's Flex Cavana. You're like, don't look at him. Go back to Memphis. Uh, yeah, Triple H was allergic to making it developmental because um, when when Apollo came back, it reminded me in OVW, you had the APA, Mark Henry and Big Show. They used to appear on, on uh, developmental. That was the thing. Even gimmick changes when we get to later about, you know, <laughs> Giovanni Vinci. That's the thing. You see a guy one minute there and the next minute he's got a new character. Because we're watching it on the WWE Network, it's like on a, on a bigger scale or... or the USA Network, I don't watch in the USA Network, is much on the biggest scale, but it's developmental. But I am excited. Knocking over the bottle. Apollo! Where do you Apollo! think the ceiling is? Do you think, do you think Apollo is going to get the NXT title? Should he get the NXT title? What should we do with him? What's, um, what's your... I'm not too sure because of if they didn't do the Dolph Ziggler thing and like like this is this is why I'm still scratching my head over the Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT championship. It was cool for like the month that it happened, but really it seems like long term that was only done to sell more tickets in Dallas for Stand and Deliver. It wasn't done to revitalize Dolph Ziggler in any way, although he somehow turned babyface, I think, I guess. 
maybe on Monday Night Raw and his new feud with MVP and Omos along with Bobby Roode. But the faces, uh, I, I, yeah, I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> they're the baby faces apparently. SP, what, what my issue is with the NXT title scene is no one wants to challenge it. Is those Brom Breaker yeah. coming out? Who wants to fight me or kidnap my dad? Because even like Tony D later on, there's more people going for the North American. If this gives the same energy to the NXT title, that'd be exciting. I mean, Von Wagner is on a of path of destruction, and no offense to Josh Briggs, who's who I'm a fan of. Why not have Von Wagner attack? You know, it, like make it multiple feuds. Do you remember no, when NXT had multiple people on, on but the you're, horizon? You're you're so you're so right because we're gonna talk about on the show, like I just said, with the opening segment, you got now, you know, great. Jason Waller is involved in the North American title scene. You got Solo Sokoa trying to challenge Carmelo Hayes. Cameron Grimes may want a rematch. You got Tony D'Angelo later on in the night kind of putting his name into the hat. It's like all these people want to be involved with the North American title. Why doesn't anyone care about the NXT championship? It's it's like I, I know in WWE's mind, they're like, oh, everybody's scared of Braun Breaker. That's why. But it makes it look like no one wants this title because – you literally keep having to go to the main roster to find challengers for Braun Breaker now. So, and, the, and the saddest thing is, as much as I was happy for Champa to leave, he's like the one guy that's left NXT. You could tell like, oh man, there's like a massive hole. where Because when, Cham yeah. when Champa was there, he was obsessed with the title. Now exactly. you got a guy saying, ah, the message, something about the message and my preaching, my message, whatever. No one cares about the title. It's like, I want the title to mean something. I don't blame everyone. The North American title scene is, is the most exciting. That's the best party. I want to go to that party. That boring wake of an NXT title scene. I don't want to go there and people wearing black suits and say, oh, that's that's me in the football field. My dad wasn't there. I don't want to hear that crap. I, want I, don't, I don't want to get involved with the champion who has daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't get mad. Aww. Come out if you want to fight me. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But let's get to the rest of the show before we get to the, to the people's mocha chats so they have more time to bring those in. So talked about the opening segment, set. So let's get on to the first match of the night. Before the first match, though, we saw earlier in the in the day, we see the D'Angelo family have arrived with Cruz del Toro driving the car for Tony D, Stacks, and Two Dimes. And Santos Escobar opens the door for Tony D. Uh, Tony asks Santos if he took care of his business and he says yes while Kim Wilde says uh Tony has a meeting with City All about redistricting I don't I don't understand what's going on uh Tony tells Santos to get out of uh, the $1000 suit and put on some ring gear because he has a match tonight uh this of course follows up from nxt 2.0 in your house where the d'angelo family defeated legato del fantasma so now ldf is a part of the d'angelo family which would come into uh existence later on in the night but what did you think about this segment to kind of establish the pecking order of the d'angelo family now in the words of don vita corleone they massacred my boy <laughs> it kind of feels like that beginning portion of Scarface when you know he doesn't want to work for a boss so he's stewing being a foot soldier you know he's got high ambitions and you know it's heartbreaking and I got a theory why we didn't see Electra Lopez I feel like in the mobster side of things they're very patriarchal they don't believe women are equals so she might be a maid somewhere shining some shoes <laughs> That's even makes sense. The worst. Oh man, that that that's gonna be the segment next week. You just set them up now. They're gonna have Alexa shining uh, Tony D's shoes. Where's my food, toots? <laughs> you know, because we've seen it in enough um, Italian mobster films. Women are always the mob. They're never like, except if you're the mom that gave birth to the to the mobsters. You're nothing. You're like arm candy or cleaner or uh, chef. So I feel like that's why like I love LDF. I like the fact that um Electra Lopez was on an even level with the other guys. But seeing this, I don't know. On one side, I understand what um Sean Michaels is trying to do. On the other side, I want to fast forward it to the ending where LDF is free. I miss it. Let go. I know that that was the most that was the most heartbreaking moment of the show is when Santos didn't come out to the Legato del Fantasma theme. But before we get into Santos's match, we had Josh Briggs with Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henley versus Vaughn Wagner with Mr. Stone and Sophia Cromwell. And I see you're a member of Brooks and Jensen now, right? I, I, someone had to do the heavy lifting because the other guy's using his hands for other things, if you know what I mean. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Flex Kavana here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Wagner beats up on uh, on Briggs, and out of nowhere, he then slams Jensen's injured arm on the apron. But this leads to Jensen giving the signal to Fallon Henley, who gets up on the apron to distract the referee. Jensen then passes Briggs his cast to blast uh, Wagner with, but he kind of it slips over over Wagner's head and out of his hand. So he hit him uh, with it. And then Briggs follows up with a lariat for the win. So, uh, I mean, Briggs beat Vaughn Wagner. I did not expect that during this uh, first matchup here. And then uh, post-match, Briggs, Jensen, and Henley celebrate with uh, Jensen showing that he isn't injured anymore. So this is the quickest, what was it supposed to be, six to eight weeks? He was supposed to be out. I think this was only like three weeks. He was out. The power of working out that right hand. But what what I do want to say about this is I realized Vic Joseph brought up the fact that what is Sophia Cromwell's relationship with Mr. Stone and Von Wagner? And he alluded to something I've been saying for weeks. I honestly believe that Sophia Cromwell has a bigger... We've seen it. I don't believe it. You've seen it, SB3. People in the chat have seen it. Sophia has the control of Von Wagner, not Mr. Stone. Yeah. I'm just waiting for them to turn on Mr. Stone because that's the only way it can go. I feel like there's two uh, chefs in the kitchen, but the, the head chef doesn't know it yet, that the junior chef is actually the one in control. So I'm, I am I feel like once that uh, split happens, that's when you see Von Wagner in the main event scene. I feel like Sophia is the key to unlocking his full potential. He's going to blame his loss on Mr. Stone for holding him back. And I'm happy Briggs won. It's rare you see baby faces outsmart the heels, but it's Von Wagner. The, the bar's kind of low. If you can't outsmart him, you can't outsmart a kid. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I really don't know who I'm supposed to cheer in this whole thing because really? they cheated They cheated to win. No, they didn't outsmart anyone. Von Wagner doesn't cheat to, to win his matches. He just overpowers people. So he there, was no, there was no reason for them to cheat to win except for... You're basically telling me Briggs can't beat Wagner. Or oh, Briggs can beat Wagner. That's my boy. Briggs can't beat. He, I, I was with Briggs. I wasn't. He, he can beat Wagner. <laughs> you, you were, you were Briggs and Jensen's one black friend. When they tell oh, yeah, people, that open when thing. they tell yeah. people, yeah. people, I got a black friend. Yeah. You're that. You're him. Yeah, they'll be, like, be like, Bubba. I know Bubba and the Bubba Cub shrimp and they like to burn that shrimp and all that. Shrimp. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> What was I gonna say? Yeah, um, <laughs> you know it, it, that the match result is kind of a rematch. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? It's gonna be a rematch where yeah. Von Wagner beats him decisively. If not, you just ruin this weeks of build up of this unstoppable monster. Because even though I make jokes about Von Wagner, he's actually believable as a monster. I feel like he's that dopey and unhinged. <laughs> No one can control him except for this woman, this ice queen of a woman we don't know much about. She's an associate. Who is Sophia Cromwell? And we'll find out. We shall find out probably soon. Uh, also earlier today, though, after this matchup, you had Andre Chase presenting Thea Hale with an academic scholarship for Chase U. And Pretty Deadly shows up to make fun of them. Bodie Haywood yes, uh, then makes fun of Pretty Deadly for losing the tag team titles. And then Chase U uh, take a group picture with the new scholarship athletes. So this was a nice little uh, foreshadowing for what would happen later on in the night. But then we had one of my favorite matches from this show besides the main event it was nathan frazier going up against santos escobar with the d'angelo family santos comes out to tony d'angelo's music so 
tears. tears the chance to happen. Um, love the chance God. to happen, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they'll be damned. I ain't gonna lie. There was one point I was thinking it was piped in, but then they they, they kind of snitched on themselves because they still were saying Legado when they got to the bridge. I was like, no, you shut up when it's the bridge. <laughs> Legado. 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 Was like, we, don't, we don't know it without the beat. We need the beat yeah. to drop. Um, if, if they went legado, legado, legado. If they, if, you know, I'll be more impressed if they didn't have to break up the song, but they're like, legado, legado. <laughs> um, Tony D joins commentary for this bout, and uh, Tony puts some money in Wade's pocket at one point for saying a bunch of good things about the family. Escobar starts things off slowly, and then Frazier just, he puts on, like, the speed out of nowhere. He hits a missile dropkick to send Santos to the floor, who seems more distracted with Tony D than Nathan throughout this entire matchup Escobar hits an inseguri and follows up with his tor uh, torpedo uh, tope suicida right in front of Tony D at commentary Tony tells Santos uh, to take that out of his repertoire and no one likes that despite the CWC crowd popping and chanting legato at that point uh, during the commercial Santos uh, works over the back of Frazier and he puts on this nice little uh, Boston crab with his neck against the ring post uh, Frazier comes makes his comeback. He hits a the moonsault into the final cut, followed by a standing shooting star press for two. Escobar comes back with a, a spinning sidekick that sends Frazier to the floor with Nathan on the outside and the referee looking at him. Stack slides the crowbar to Santos which he turns around, which he turns down. He throws the crowbar back at him. And then Frazier catches Escobar with a sidekick from the apron. And he follows up with the Phoenix splash for the win. I thought that this was a really good match that told a solid story about Santos really be, being distracted by De the D'Angelo family's antics. And he is none too pleased after this with uh, basically the D'Angelo family costing him the win here. What did you think? Is Nathan Frazier's gimmick that he's involved, he's awkwardly in the middle of feuds. <laughs> you ever realize my guy's minding his own business? Hey, you know, Seth Rollins taught me how to wrestle. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. Seth, wrestled to Seth taught me how to wrestle. Hey, mate. And then obviously stuck in the middle of feuds. I, it was a great performance by the guy. I, was this his first time winning? Is that my first time hearing his music? No, he beat, he beat uh, Grayson Waller. He did, he did. Well, it's, it's been a while since I've seen him do anything besides getting involved in other people's feuds. They always, they, they seem to be like, this was the first week, though, that he was involved in something. Well, last week, too. But he was involved in something where he didn't tease, like, he was going to join with somebody. Like, he had the match with Wesley, and it oh, looked yeah. like we were going to get mm. him and Wesley. He had the match with Grayson Waller, where it Chase looked you. like he was going to join Chase U. But this was the first week where he just got a win due to someone else's feud. but he didn't have to tease joining the D'Angelo family afterward or something like that. As far as we know. Uh, but Nathan Frazier's trajectory is going well, but he needs a feud. As yeah. we were talking, I don't know, fantasy book, but I just want to see Tiffany Stratton fall in love with him, with his accent, and they have Grayson Waller fight over for her affection, like the battle of two accents. At least it'll give him something to do, that he's awkward, an awkward British guy, unaware what's going on. She's like, oh, come, come, let's go shopping. Oh, oh shopping? Uh, Seth Rollins wanted to wrestle. Yeah. Because <laughs> at the moment, that's his character, right? He runs very... He does a lot of Seth Rollins spots too. He did the um when Seth holds on to the top rope and he's laying down, and then 
someone pulls him up and he lands on his feet. He did that move. He does the Phoenix Splash. So yeah, he you you see that he is a student of the Black and Brave. At least his name's not Tyler White, and he's not like the Michael Shane variants. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And two on the nose who you who you who your trainer is. We're officially be co- gonna be calling him Taylor White on this on this <laughs> NXT 2.0 review. He's addressing white. Ben Carter, he's addressing white. I'm breaking kayfabe, which is not my thing. I'm gonna break it. Let's change things up. He's the entertaining guy singing, you know, doing SB, you know, Gacy promos. I'm the straight guy. We 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 already changed places already. Let's make it complete. Yeah, so <laughs> Nathan Frazier, he needs there needs to be something more to him. We already know, you know, except for only so much wrestle, mate. Give him something more to do, you know, or put him pretty deadly. Put him in Chase U. Chase U need more members because Bodie got taken out. And I'm like, all these extras, all these jabronis, only Thea was the only one. And anyway, I'm, I'm jumping, but tell us your question. Nathan you, Frazier. You, you always do this. I touch you. But I'm stopping, I'm stopping myself. Guys, he's like, he's like, I noticed this now. <laughs> No, no, listen, I'm very self-aware. That's that that makes it even worse because I continue doing it, even though I'm self-aware. <laughs> Backstage. Where's A Kid? Where is A Kid? A Kid is missing. I'm gonna do this every week. <laughs> well, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. I need I need someone to, to put up whoever can make memes that's watching this show. Please make a meme with a kid on the back of a milk carton, and we will use it on the show every week. That's it. Sat brings up where's a kid? Where's a kid? A kid's missing, guys. I got a theory that he's getting repackaged like another person, but yeah, but a kid's missing because that name is an independent name. Joe Gacy is an independent name, so when he goes to the main roster, he's gonna be like. Bob Starker or Bob Barker. Please pray Wyatt. Um, backstage, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews uh Exion or Zion Quinn. Uh Quinn says Nathan Frazier is another one with a rabbit's foot up his butt. Him and Wesley are uh, are lucky. Uh Zion says he dominated Wesley, but uh for most of the matchup except for three seconds that's why he lost but he gets a rematch next week he says hopefully his big buddy sanga is there to save him because quinn will leave lee unconscious next week exion quinn everyone's favorite uncle walk it right walk it straight exion that's my guy right there everyone's when he talks you have to listen he's got great accent when he talks but at the same time as much as i'm having a joke with this they need to do more with him, man. The guy's got the look. Again, it's developmental, so let's not judge him harshly on his current presentation. Once they figure it out, off to the races for Uncle Exion. But you said earlier in the show that, you know, he's out of the main event scene, so you don't have to worry about it too much. <laughs> Think again. It's time, love is blind. The grass is greener on the other side. Joe Gacy is backstage with the Ga- with the Gacy Young Druids, and he says, "Recognizing you can't get through this life all alone is not a weakness, but a strength. There are people in this world that need guidance. You too." are prime examples, talking to the Gacy Young Druids, uh, you realize you were not fulfilled, so you cleared your mind and opened your hearts to me. We've made great strides, and there are people 
who don't understand we are shaping the world by maximizing our exposure with the platform we have each and every week. Our message is far more important than any worldly possessions or symbols, but now, now we can focus on your progression. Forget what you've been called, Casey Young Druids. You are you are the dyad now, and you will continue to be an extension of me starting next week when you compete in the ring for the very first time. And that, my friends, has been another edition of SP Gacy. Love is blind where the grass is greener on the other side. Any comments? I, uh, yeah, Gacy I, Young I, Druids, the dyad, next week. I, I, I do have a genuine question. So will the dyad wear a mask? Is this a case of the Bashams in ECWWE? As you guys know, I'm a reference pervert. So I'm going to reference a lot of wrestling things just to let you know I, I watch wrestling. I'm like the Quincy Tarantino guy. Shut up about your film references. We get it. You watch films. <laughs> I remember wrestling. Because, yeah, uh, is it going to be the case of when they when they take off the hood, are they going to be wearing weird masks and weird bodysuits and people be chanting the real names? Or will it be they take off their hoods and it's, oh, it's them. The former... I, I think they, they probably shaved off uh, Zach Gibson's beard and probably cut James Drake's hair. There you go. I I, I hope we get the the full reveal. I want to see Gibson Me and too. Drake because I'm 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 a bit worried when I get the Gaga of them wearing like uh, WCW jobber suspenders, Ding Dong one and two or whatever. <laughs> like you know, I'm I'm worried because they might wear that velvet velveteen like you know draped up outfits. I, I it's got a lot of horrible imagery of what they could be wearing. I hope it's a case of surprise but at the same time it seems a bit anticlimactic to reveal them on a normal show instead of a pay-per-view um no not really i think that this is gonna lead to them being a part of the tag team division and i think that they like joe gacy as you know a talker and i think that that's gonna probably be his his like role he's gonna be more of like a manager now for the dyad but props to joe gacy for making crap sandwich into something because joe gacy is much better than what we're actually seeing him and sp3 is doing a great job you know portraying him even it's adding to more stresses in my life <laughs> i saw i saw you checking your pulse um, i'm still alive am i still alive it seems like hell to me <laughs> vignette for the women's breakout tournament finals was played between tiffany stratton and roxanne perez and then we got the finals here uh Tiffany Stratton and got a got a nice little response as well. And Roxanne Perez, of course. Uh, and she had some new attire. She had like a little bow, a little pink bow uh, top. Uh, Tiffany works over the left arm of Perez, but uh, Roxanne comes back with her speed and technical ability. However, when she goes for, to climb up the ropes for an arm drag, Tiffany powers her down onto the top rope. Stratton's hair extension at one point falls, falls out and got stuck on Roxanne's attire. I don't know if you noticed that. And she threw it to the outside. Yeah, I was like, I listen. I noticed a lot of things about this match that were when I get into it. But yeah, continue <laughs> as you're saying because it was not great. It was. It wasn't great. Yeah, like when they were like uh, grappling at the at the first, I was just like, what is going on? Like it's like it it, it it looked like me when I was like 11 years old at my first school dance. Like 
do I do I put my arm on on your on your hip or your back? I didn't like they didn't know what they were doing. Um, Tiffany focused on Perez's right arm effectively after the commercial break, though. Uh, Roxanne sells uh, sells the hell out of her arm. She did a really good job. Uh, Tiffany hits a beautiful triple black flip into the back elbow in the corner. The best in the business of all time. I'll get yeah. you why. Yeah, I'll get yeah. you why. It, it puts everybody else's to shame, honestly. Uh, Roxanne comes Something back. Something two or one. She does free. She's legit. Three, Shoot. three smooth, smooth. Uh, Roxanne comes back with a Luthez press off the second rope. She follows with a tope suicida through the second and middle rope. Uh, when Perez hits her twisting handstand moonsault, she once again hurts her arm. Uh, Stratton reverses the pinfall into a pinfall of her own for two. She then follows up with a sit out power bomb nice little sit out power bomb for a two count as well but then stratton yo stratton pulled that she looked like she was going for the twisting vader bomb and then roxanne moved away she went for the best moonsault ever i i popped i popped for this um but she barely barely misses because roxanne yeah and move out the way of this and then but <laughs> roxanne takes advantage of the miss she hits pops rocks for the win to win the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament contract. I thought that this was a solid match with a lot of mistime uh, moments, but the second half of the match was a strong showing for both women. Uh, Post-match, Cora Jade comes out to celebrate with Roxanne Perez for winning the Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, Toxic Attraction, though, interrupts the celebration. Mandy Rose says Perez should be really proud of herself. All the long bus rides and sacrifices, and she has her best friend by her side to celebrate with her. Rose says to enjoy this moment moment because it's all downhill from here <laughs> mandy says if she thinks that she will cash in the contract on her she will fail mandy says um Cora had two opportunities at the NXT Women's Championship and failed both times. So just ask her. And then Toxic Attraction jumps Cora and Roxanne. But Indy Hartwell uh, comes down to the ring and makes the save to even things up. And the baby faces stand tall. And this sets up a six-woman tag for next week's episode of NXT 2.0. But what did you think about the match and the post-match here kind of setting up uh, Toxic Attraction's next rivals? Okay, I'm going to answer your first question. We're going to get there. We're going to go around the houses. The match was disjointed. By proxy, it's Roxanne's worst match. By proxy. Because it's disjointed. Because Roxanne's not known for having disjointed matches, especially rookies. It's a shame. Because Tiffany Stratton, as we've been talking about it, has improved by leaps and bounds. I see it as a case of, like, his first-time jitters. I think the next time when they run it back, especially down the line when Tiffany's getting more reps in, is going to be superb because yeah. we're seeing traces of greatness before us. Tiffany Stratton, unless she's got dodgy political, you know, unless she's a racist, dodgy political, you know, something. Or I mean, she, she, did, she did like a Donald Trump post on Instagram, I heard. Uh, it's to be expected. You've been an idiot <laughs> not to think a character like that is not. What, are you an idiot? You don't know about America? Are you still living in movie landing from the 90s? Wake up! That's real America. Homelander's America. But, you know, yeah, Tiffany Stratton has potential. I think she's next, all right? We talked about Nikita Alliance and so forth. She's angels, whatever. But I think Tiffany Stratton, in terms of in-ring potential, she's busting up BMEs. She's got the best handspring elbows. A lot of people, no offense to uh, Dana Brooke, you know, a little a little one and a you know that's 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 I, I could probably do that. Maybe rubbish. But she has a triple and the speed. The velocity of it, 
I am a fan of Tiffany Stratton. Her character can get better. They can do more. They can do more of a character. She seems like a type of person who needs a group. With all these women in the breakout tournament, give, give her some underlings. I think that also complete her. If you give her a shy girl or an a, a, a apple kisser, then you've got a great group to go against, you know, toxic attraction to anyone else. Uh, Roxy, Roxanne Perez was the right winner for the match. Post-match, I was like, no, Roxanne's macho man. Get away from Hulk Hogan. Corey J's Hulk Hogan. Hot dog is still in the spotlight. Always in the videos. Dancing around. <laughs> Watch out. Like Hogan, she's got lust in her eyes for title opportunity. So Roxanne needs to be careful because I can see Cora Jade turning on her down the line. And yeah. I was happy that Indy Hartwell was not completely out of the picture in a feud against Toxic Attraction. But like you and I have been saying for weeks, especially me, who's going to dethrone Mandy? There's no telegraph front line. I think that that's what the whole thing was with Indy Hartwell coming out. Because I've been saying that I thought it was going to be Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade going after the tag team titles. But the the promo that Mandy Rose had firmly established that Roxanne Perez is next up for the NXT Women's Championship. So I think that they're going to do Cora and Indy as a tag team going after the tag team titles. I can I can work with that. Even I want Indy to get her her long overdue props, even if it's like for one month and bump her up to the main roster or something, because she deserves to go. She deserves the twenty four seven title and the women's title down the line. Because Indy's great, she can do anything. I do agree that Tiffany Stratton needs like an underling in some way. She is basically share from Clueless, and she needs her tie. She needs her tie. Deep cuts for any Clueless. Fans. By, the, by the way, do you know? Tie. Do you know what it worked? There's, there's a there's a big lumbering giant, a friendly, you know, Indian giant who'd be a great underling for her. Her and Sang will be funny. Her and Sang again shopping. She needs, you know what I mean? She needs no, no, just... I'm, I'm talking about a female. <laughs> I'm not, she, I needs, know, I know, she needs her I know. own clueless group. She needs Flash Legend to play Dion. And then Yo, she, needs, she needs someone, she needs I someone else to be to be tied, like yes. a shy girl she, who she can like bring bring under her. Yeah. Her, exactly. I feel that's how you flesh out her character. She is someone I, I want to use an, a main roster example. Carmella, when she got the new gimmick change of the most beautiful woman in the world, she had Reginald. That was great for me. It's refreshing because she works well with male valets, because it's not the first time she had one. Then they took that guy away, they took away the entrance, and then she became bare bones. This is what happened when we take away the presentation. I feel like with Tiffany Stratton, go all out. Go. This is the beginning. There's so much more they can do with her. Again, we're big fans. Yeah. Big. Absolutely. Or you you said earlier that you want Von Wagner to just be managed by Sophia Cromwell. Put Mr. Stone with with uh with Tiffany Stratton. No, it's right. Go home, Roger. There's so much stink on Mr. Stone. You talk about failed manager, he's like Tennessee Lee of managers. If you got that guy as your manager, your success rate damn. I can't <laughs> goes down dramatically. Harvey, he's a Harvey Whippleman, you know, he's a low-rate manager. Sorry. Give give me give poor, me poor Malcolm Bivens' um, walking papers as my manager. Poor Mr. Stone. Uh, but speaking of Tiffany Stratton, uh, backstage, Mackenzie is interviewing Wendy Chu uh, when Tiffany Stratton interrupts to complain about her loss. Uh, Wendy keeps trying to say that it was her time, but Tiffany says, it's clearly my time. Uh, so Chu throws her orange soda on Stratton. So seems like they're setting up a feud there. Uh, backstage, we see... Pretty Deadly has attacked Brody Haywood, uh, and Chase U looks after Haywood literally like 10 
people need to look after Haywood and Chase has to go out on his own to to verse Pretty Deadly, which leads us into a handicap match of Pretty Deadly versus Andre Chase. Uh, Chase comes out hot, but the numbers overwhelm him. Bodie Haywood crawls down the entranceway injured all injured and stuff and Thea Hale stops him and Thea Hale just she got bigger balls than anyone in Chase U so she gets up on the apron after Bodie Haywood says uh that Mr. Chase uh needs us and Hale gets up there for the tag uh this distracts pretty deadly and Chase makes his comeback but not for long pretty deadly eventually hits spilled milk for the win this was more or less an angle and not really a match it was just just to get some heat back on pretty deadly can we put Commander Aziz in Chase Hugh? Because <laughs> Andre Chase needs protection. Or Tiffany Stratton with Commander Aziz. Like, she got her own... If You you said Senga, but you have her own personal giant? Com- yes. I, I think... I think they, See, we we found we connected. Finally, we found a middle ground. You hear that? Sa- serious sat works. I come up with stuff. I'm like SP3 sometimes. I did it, guys. I did it. Well done. Well done. I I have to give you credit for that. My big brother's um, proud of me. That's a big moment. I can can someone record that? So whenever he dunks on me on Twitter, someone just throw that. <laughs> I'll like dunk on you when you say ridiculous things. Like I, I, I love no no. You you're getting twisted. Sidebar for people. I love young bucks. That's how. That's why but I you criticized said something ridiculously. You said that you, the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros at All Out 2021. It peaked. It should have ended 15 minutes early. It's a 20 minute match. <laughs> exactly. Why did? Why did? You know what? People do it to themselves. That guy hurt himself. I let him have a moment and blocked him. <laughs> I didn't see that crap. Go have your fun blocked because he got invent. I like you've got Nick Jackson as your picture. You're a loser. You're a bum. Where's your picture? You're that ugly. You're using someone else's picture. Someone is your daddy. You wizard. You're, that's your daddy. All right, we're going off the rails. Um, <laughs> backstage, the D'Angelo family stop uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams on their way to the ring. Uh, Tony D says he picked up a big win at In Your House and says if he wants to keep his title, talking to Carmelo Hayes, he better fall in line with the family. But Trick says Tony D may be may be the Don, but Carmelo is the son. Everything revolves in NXT around Carmelo. And Tony Tony says that if Melo wants to keep his tie his gold, then stay out of his way, son. He was like, who we call his son? Um, but I like this little tease. Once again, this this builds up the importance of the North American title. I, I don't think we often highlight how much in Michael Hickenbottom's NXT. They're, they're baby facing heels, but he's not afraid of having heels mix it up. Not at all. But what's the most awkward thing is in, in Diamond Mine... Why is Roderick Strong the only heel in that group? He, you know, you know when one guy just refuses to go with the flow. This is who we are. Nope, nope, nope. I'm losing matches. I'm feeling salty. <laughs> I'm taking out my frustrations on the group. Put Roderick in the main event scene. That's well, one guy's not doing much. Since you bring it up, it's out of order, but you bring it up. Uh, at the Diamond Mine Gym, we get Roderick Strong. He congratulates the new NXT Tag Team Champions, the Creed Brothers, for their win at In Your House. In comes Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. They say maybe they can earn a shot at those titles. And the Creeds embrace Anofe and Blade, and they then accept their challenge and say they'll give them a shot next week. Strong says it's not Christmas, and they should make them earn it. And Roddy says that's right 
right? They have never been champions before. Oh, uh, Roddy then says he he basically just suns them. <laughs> like he's he basically says he's gonna let them make one. He said he was gonna let them make one mistake as champions, and they just made it. I don't. Okay, uh, SP, a guy that's been watching wrestling a long time, longer than me. Um, what is his storyline? Like you know where it's going. But it's like, who does it benefit? Because, yeah, okay, the Creed brothers are by themselves and Ivy's by themselves. Then what? Do you know what I mean? And Roderick Strong, we said it. You know, it's not like Roddy can't talk. It's just that Roddy's the kind of guy who answers questions, not asks them. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. He's, he, he's the guy who holds the GPS. He, he doesn't tell you. He'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, Roddy, Roddy has been the most entertaining in, in his WWE run when he had someone by his side. When it was just Roddy on his own, he had a nice little feud with Bobby Roode over the NXT Championship, but that was like the peak on his own. That's why he had to turn heel and join Undisputed Era, and that led him on to the best run of his career. But he needs Diamond Mind to kind of like keep him going. And I don't understand why he just like can't be a main eventer. Like like I, I know we've they've done Braun Breaker versus Roger Strong already, but you need guys in this main event scene. Why not have him go after the one title he hasn't won yet? That's like a smack to his face as well if you think about it. It's like yeah they got Apollo Cruz but it's like Roddy's still there. There's a reason why you want him there. How how you say we want to keep you here and then you don't use him much? He he's he's got an entire story. He's been there since the black and gold days. He'd be like, I've won every title there is. It would be great if if in some weird way the Creed brothers turn heel again by helping him win the title, like that kind of thing where they see the dark side. Nah, I, I actually know. like the Creeds as baby faces. Really? Man, the, the, the response they got, you need to watch the match in your house. Because after you watch that match, you would say, Oh no, no. The Creed, the Creeds, they're they're perfect as baby faces. This just worked. Like Julius busted out a shooting star press off the top rope at the show. So yeah, nah, nah. Creeds need to stay baby face. Maybe. Ivy Nile turns. I think Ivy Nile is better suited as a heel, but yeah. It, what tough. do we do with Ro like Roddy is there? Just let him. I want from if it was up to me, I'll I'll make Ro Roddy win the title. In fact, I'll have Roddy wrestle every week instead of doing promos backstage. How you have Roderick Strong and you reduce him to a one segment individual every week? Put him in the ring. Let him wrestle for his for his food for his family like he usually does. Let him break some backs. I give Roddy all the credit in the world, but like each I can say in the chat, this guy has always had someone else to make him look better. Truth Martini, uh, Austin Aries, Generation Next. No, it's not a bad thing, but that's where he's better suited. He's better suited with other people with him instead of on his own. Are you saying that he, he like he can be the centerpiece, but he needs the manager, right? He needs yes. You know what? I, I dunk on Mr. Uh, Mr. Stone, but yeah, give me somebody, anything, just to give my boy a title. Sophia Cromwell, someone? Nope. Tony D. Like Do I this for anyone? <laughs> the last segment that we got to talk about was Alba Fire versus Tatum Paxley. This was set up at In Your House with a little backstage segment with Paxley and Lash Legend. Alba pretty much dominated this matchup, though. This was real quick to the point. She hits the firebomb and then goes for the swanton, but Paxley moves further away. So Alba just 
does the Pete Dunn shrug and does the swanton from almost halfway across the ring. This was pretty much a squash win. Uh, Alba didn't even look like she broke a sweat in this one. But post-match, uh, Fire is leaving down the entranceway. And out of nowhere, she gets caught with a pump kick by Lash Legend. So it seems like we're going to get Alba Fire versus Lash Legend next. So Tatum Paxley watched uh, the breakout tournament finale. She's like, hold my beer. I, I can have a more awkward performance in the ring. Because this is Alba Fire. How, why is Alba Fire calling that spots in the middle of the ring and you still F up when he, she launches you into the corner? You saw that, didn't you? That was, the, that was the struggle to even get her up for the firebomb. Like, she was like, she was like, Come, what, what are you doing? Uh, like, get on my get on my back. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was awful. And, and the... the Alba wasn't trying to be quick getting to the top rope, but somehow she got to the top rope before my girl can roll to, you know, where she needed to be. Because I saw the positioning. She's not spiking. Maybe pressure would have made a spike, but she's not spiking her own neck when, you know, when you're that close. No. So she did the right thing. She did the right thing because the, the announcers covered it. They said she's trying to roll away from safety, but it wasn't far enough, which is a smart way to cover it. But, yeah, yeah, they they did cover it, I see. And I was wrong. That wasn't the final segment we got to talk about because you've been bringing it up all episode. Uh, we once again see a vignette for Giovanni Vinci. And it is, in fact, the former Fabian Eichner. They yes! show his face. He's got a darker beard. He's got a goatee with a darker, darker beard now. And he will make his debut next week. SP, we asked him. I was like, is he going to grow hair or is he going to grow facial hair? I knew it was going to be facial hair, not hair, because it looked weird. Yes. But do you know why this is exciting? It means that Michael Hickenbottom noticed those hot tags that Fabian Eichner was doing in those tag matches. There was a one point on Twitter like, "Woo, Fabian can go. That boy's nice in the ring. And guess what? He's getting rewarded for being nice in the ring. He's like, nah, nah, nah. You ain't going to be the bold member. Oh, the ring is sacred. Nah, 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 nah. You know, none of that. You're shooting Fabian Eichner? That's too that's too German. You born in some part in Italy. I don't care if you're not Italian, but you're born in Italy. You are Italian now. So this is an opportunity to get the former Fabian Eichner. If you're a fan of his, this is great. Don't cry. It's developmental. It's what happens. He's one thing one time. He, you know, he was Leviathan and he came back as Deacon Batista. Don't cry. So it's time for this guy to get a fresh coat of paint and finally be pushed because the main event scene nxt needs someone who knows he may shock the world like jbl and win it he might give me something he might he might they might see something in him but uh i i feel like this is just gonna lead to him and uh tony d fighting off of the italian legacy or something like that but Let's put our thumbs in the middle before we get to the Mocha Chats. Let's put our thumbs in the middle for this edition of NXT 2.0 in three, two, one. This is this is like the biggest thumbs up episode of NXT 2.0 that we've seen in about a month. This had a good, uh, the great, awesome main event matchup with Solo Sokoa and Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. You had Apollo Crews make his return, the right move for him at the right time for NXT. You had the really good matchup between Nathan Frazier and Santos Escobar. You had Roxanne Perez winning the Women's Breakout Tournament. So a lot of things happened. This was noteworthy. This was exciting. Some good in-ring action. Thumbs up. And that's what we call it SP3. He wrapped it up. He said where it needs to be said. What's my two cents? What he said eloquently, beautifully, without going around the houses like this one. Beautiful. <laughs> You're right. Is it for that reason?
you gotta go around the house to pick up those ultra those ultra chats that are now mocha chats on this edition of the mocha 2.0 boys reviewing nxt 2.0 final call for mocha chats wrestletalk.com forward slash support set let's get to it and also i got mod roll calls i'm saying oh, that yes. out loud before i forget so yes. that way sp be like you forgot one thing i do i put pressure on him to remember for me all right guys it's time for the mocha chats we got js wooten saying here's to two dads doing that dad work and reviewing this ridiculous show with more life and verve than it ever freaking deserves also here's two nxt with two italian stereotypes on the show and here's to pouring one out for apollo's accent thank you js wooten <laughs> yeah. Yes, pull one out for Apollo's uh, ask, accent, Nigerian accent. It was horrible, and I'm glad it's gone. And we got Rob Zilla saying back at it again with the lovely Mocha boys and their BBC. He, he remembers our beautiful black content. I think since Pretty Deadly lost their tag titles, they should be called up. What do you think, guys? Can I get a synchronized yes, boy? Okay, one. Two, three. Yes, yes boy. boy. That's it. That's the question, right? Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, yes, boy. boy. Side plate check. Yes. Um. No, no. I do agree. The the main roster needs some tag teams, and Pretty Deadly is one of like the 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 entrance kind of screams main roster to me, and they, it would fill the hole that uh, John Morrison left with his slow motion entrance. So yeah, they fit the main roster a lot more than NXT 2.0. I also feel like they're the only group where for you all you need is a promo package and them doing the entrance. You get what they're about. You don't need to do a lot. Just just do the uh, entrance. Heck, do what they used to do on SmackDown back in 2004, 5, and 6. Debut a new tag team during the segment, take out the tag team champions, and then have a tag team title match, Eminem. They do. They are. They are Eminem 2.0, basically. Like, I, I, yeah, 100%. And yes, welcome, Member Berg. Uh, Benjamin, yes, yes, welcome to the Member Berg Nation. But yeah, pretty deadly. They would fit in very nicely on either Raw or SmackDown. I would preferably put them on SmackDown because outside of the Usos and the Viking Raiders, who we haven't seen since they were on NXT 2.0, and Los Lotharios, who I don't know are face or heel anymore because they've been feuding with Jinder and dancing Shanky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, they their tag team division isn't that deep. And, leaves, and New Day and the Brawling Brutes. Whoever leaves uh, NXT goes to the Phantom Zone for a few months. They come back to the main roster, it seems like. Uh, we got one more in the chat, guys. One more. This is your opportunity to do a quick run-in and give us more mocha chats. We got one more here. Oh, another one came in. Oh, the member. Oh, we've done that. Benjamin Gabriel, hello. Um, legit underboss saying... Just stopping by to tell you that A Kid is back in NXT UK. My question they is: They found the kid. They found A Kid. Oh my God, he did it! Thank you, legit underboss. That's the best mocha chat we could have possibly heard. A kid is home. But that's bad. We 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 don't. This this ain't mocha UK. Even though we're both in the UK, this is mocha 2.0. Why is he not in 2.0? Maybe there's more to the question. Maybe it's a visa issue. Who knows? Family emergency. Who knows? But 
a kid is an independent name. Vince McMahon don't like that. He's allergic to it. Call him B kid or C kid or give him a whole different name. He's Spanish. Give him Carlos Espinosa or something like that. You know, it's coming, you know. Yeah, he's just waiting for the opportunity to do that. But I, I, I appreciate that legit underballs because we've been worried about a kid. A so kid was missing. A kid was missing, but he's been found in NXT UK. But like Michael Bivens said in his in his comedy act, if you want to avoid getting getting fired by WWE, just go to NXT UK. You can be you can be you can be wanted for a crime, and and they'll just give you a, a year program with Ilya Dragunov. That's all you got to do. A kid got a job for life because they don't fire anybody from NXT UK. No, which is a shame. I want AK to come back because the with MSK go- gone, we do need new tag teams to heat up the division. And putting Nathan Frazier with AK would be a wondrous thing to do. Just putting it out there. But, you know, it's just my opinion, which I get paid to do. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Give them the roll call for the for the mods. Go ahead. Laid, ladies and gentlemen, the underrepresented, often sometimes underappreciated, <laughs> but needs to be highlighted. The hardworking individuals in the chat. They get rid of discrimination, racism, bigamist, whatever you name it. These are the hardest working people around. These are our mods. So I want to give a shout out to Mod Brother Paul. But we know him as Bubba. So, so yeah. Mod Brother John. We love you. Mod Brother Brandon. We love you. Mod Brother Devon. We love you. He's in the chat right there. He's yes, welcome, Benjamin. It. Yes, the Blue Wench Order. And of course, the mother. Of all mods, mod mother Jenna, we love you. So yeah, as for me, it's it's nobody forcing me to do it, but I want to do it because you know when people say you appreciate people. I do appreciate people that do the nitty gritty and make us as great as we are. So thank you very much, SP. You're the main man. The flow's yours. So yes, uh, we, we talked about NXT 2.0 coming off the heels of In Your House. Uh, I asked you on the show, uh, what was your thoughts on In Your House? But what did you think about the whole weekend of wrestling? You had Cody Rhodes with a miraculous, rem- miraculous, uh, you know, shoulder fighting through the pain and the bruising. Yet CM Punk's injured, and he's giving he's they're gonna have an interim AEW World Champion. Yet Brian Danielson injured. You got Adam Cole's not wrestling until Forbidden Door. It's like a it's feeling like 2007 again, where where there was a whole bunch of injuries and people being out what do you think about this injury bug in the professional wrestling world too many is brian daniels legit injured or is this still with his legs caught somewhere is, is, is this real is well, he, had, cried wolf? he had to meet a meet he had to miss a meet and greet and his name is not mjf brian danielson cares about meet and greets 
There you go. I'm wearing a flannel shirt because, you know, I'm from what, Seattle, Washington, like Brian Danielson or Aberdeen. I'm pretty sure or, not, or everybody in, not for everybody in Washington wears flannel shirts. What do you mean? Like Nirvana. That's where I got it from. Nirvana, Washington people. What do you mean? But yeah, uh, it, it sucks. Punk broke his toe because maybe, I don't know, karma. He broke his rope. foot, not his toe. Don't don't give me that nonsense. Broken toe. You sound like <laughs> one of those memers. Listen, it's it sucks that CM Punk is out for a bit. Um, who knows who's gonna be champion? Moxley. Uh, and <laughs> in terms of the other people, Adam Cole. Adam Cole needs time off because he's on TV every week. Give up for people <laughs> opportunity to shine at China on TV, like Chris Statlander, so we can understand her a bit more, and maybe she can win the title. But yeah, it sucks. That's my answer to your question. Oh, exactly. You always do this to me. I asked you a simple question. I answered the question these, on these tangents, and then and finally, said, at the at the end, you it go, sucks. you go. Let me answer the question. <laughs> That's good though. I went around the houses. I went. To, I side tabbed, and I went back to the main screen, and I continued what I was doing. It sucked. All right, folks. I give up for this week. Uh, that Wait, was you, no. What you mean? And Apollo coming back is great. No accent is great. His yeah, we new talk, outfit. We, we, a we, bit talked, we talked about that on the main show. This is the yes, outro for everybody. Don't worry, everybody. We will talk more about Stranger Things next week. We're trying to give you guys, everyone who is a little bit behind, some more time to watch, and then we'll probably drop some uh, not spoilers, but we'll talk more about stories going on as we head into spoilers. Uh, part two of season four but that's sadie i'm sp3 this has e. been mocha 2.0 nxt 2.0 review we'll and see we're you out of time, time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.